You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the LA International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in LA since 1989. All right, so it's uh, great to be together this morning. I know it's Martin Luther King um, weekend, so there are a lot of people traveling around, and we want to welcome those who are visiting our service today, too. It's great to have you uh, with us. I do want to welcome uh, Chris Lowe from UC San Diego. Chris, why don't you stand on up? And then uh, Nicole from UC San Diego, too. But I want to welcome you, Uju, back, just to let you know. Uju graduated from college, moved back to with us. So it's great to have you with us. Um, Todd is away, just in case you're wondering. Uh, he's doing something a professional a weekend, so he's away on a trip. So he'll be back with us uh, this uh, next week here. I do want to say something about the single brothers. Great job. I mean, I've heard some amazing things from last night. The sisters were Super, super encouraged about that. Uh, Kenzie, you did a fantastic job. Awesome job, Kenzie. Um, hard to follow that, Kenzie. Awesome job. And, uh, I mean, just the, the poetic words and the spoken words. And Kenny, did you, uh, Kenzie, did you practice that in front of a mirror? How many of you guys think that Kenzie practiced in front of a mirror? I think so. Uh, come on. I, I think so. <laughs> the whole gag over there is like, Look, look at the teens. They're like, yeah, he did. Well, I know that he did, but the question is how long? I mean, that's, we know that he did, but. Okay, uh, just about the shirt. Uh, it is Martin Luther King Day. I'm a lifelong 49er fan, but, you know, reconciliation and uh, so, that, so I am wearing this. But I'm not there yet, so if you look closely, it's not L.A. Rams, it's St. Louis Rams. So anyways, I'm getting there, okay? And some of you guys called me a sellout, too. Dink says that you're selling out to your people in the Bay Area. But, Dink, I got a word for you. Underneath is a San Francisco Giants shirt. My heart. That's my heart. It's still San Francisco Giants. All right. So. All right. Uh, we got some very special guests with us today. And uh, we have a contingent from the Vietnam Church. Let me get the Vietnam Church to stand on up. Uh, this is part of the Vietnam Church. And, uh, you know, what a great group. And, you know, Brian is uh, married into the Vietnam church, dad, and Natalie married into the Vietnam church. And they're starting uh, the celebration for the 25th anniversary this year. And I got Kukong Nguyen Hong uh, to my right here. They lead the church in Vietnam. And that's about two. Uh, awesome job. You're going to hear some great things of what they're doing uh, this year. Uh, 226 disciples, and I, don't, don't quote me on the numbers, uh, raised a million dollars to uh, buy their own building. So Coco and Home will get a chance to share about that. And then Scott is one of my best friends also. He's from the University of Georgia, uh, left Vietnam when he was a kid, went back to Vietnam to help start the church there. And I'm going to have Scott come up first, and then Coco and Home will get a chance to share after that. Good morning. It's great to see everybody. And uh, great. thank you so very much for welcoming us here warmly. And we feel so loved and welcome. You know, it's, it's great to be in the God's kingdom, you know, wherever you go. You just go there and you feel already welcome and, and loved. You know, I'm so grateful to, you know, coming to the door to see people welcoming us. So thankful for that. Uh, just like Kenton, my name is Scott Dang. And that's not my original name, okay? Uh, 
I'm from Vietnam, uh, originally from Vietnam. My name, Vietnamese name is Vin. And uh, I left Vietnam when I was 10, 10 years old. I just want to share with you this morning a little bit about uh, Vietnam, my Vietnam experience, and hopefully it will encourage you. And um, I left Vietnam when I was 10 on a boat, on a dangerous trip away from Vietnam to look for a dream. You know, uh, coming to America. So we, you know, we uh, resettled in America uh, and went to school. I had the American dream. You know, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you leave a, a impoverished country, come into a rich country, your dream is to be rich, to be successful. You know, and, and that was my dream, going to school, trying very hard, and, uh, became a disciple, uh, right before I be, uh, graduated, not right before, but in the singles, I was in single. I became a disciple in 1990, and then went back to school, finished school, and, uh, you know, when I finished school, I had the dream to come to come back to my country. You know, I had the dream to to be rich and 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 be successful in America. So I have to leave that behind. And because I had a dream to 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 to, to reach out to the people of Vietnam, to to love the loss in Vietnam. You know, and it was a very difficult decision because my my family. You know, people think people thought that was crazy. You know, you came to this country, you study hard, and you made it, you know. And why do you leave everything to go back to a impoverished country? And so I left. I, I, I was not invited to on the mission team. I was not picked, but I left to look for the mission team, you know. And when I went back there, I met the leader there, and I said, hey, I want to be here. I, I, I looked for the, the, the church for almost a month because the church was underground. It's not literally underground, okay, guys? That means it was not official. You cannot worship openly. I mean, if they, if they see you with a Bible, they could arrest you. And I was invited to the police station a couple of times to investigate, uh, to, for them to investigate. But I left everything. I went there. I looked for the church, found the church, eventually found the church. And I uh, asked the leaders so I can come back. And I went back to, went back to, uh, America, packed my things, finished school, get ready, went back there, and, uh, for 15 years I was there. And, uh, I left with nothing, I came back with a beautiful wife. Oh. And two kids. Okay, that's a God's blessing, you know, when you leave everything, God will bless you. You know, in, in Hebrew it says that, you know, God is, God is faithful to those who love him. And God really loves me. And when I came back, you know, just came back here, I, I did not have anything. I didn't have any money. I didn't have money to come back. So the church raised the money, bought me a ticket. And, uh, you know, we came back with my wife and two children. And we stayed in my brother's living room for one and a half years. Imagine that, right? With two kids in a living room, one and a half years. It was very difficult. You know, I, I went back there. I mean, I went back to Atlanta. I didn't have a job. I had to do some, I had to do whatever it takes to, to, to put, you know, food on the table. You know, and, uh, so I had to cut grass. I delivered newspaper. And, uh, do whatever it takes. But, you know, I was glad that God had given me a chance to go to Vietnam. 
You know, guys, call me back. I don't know why, but God has a plan. And, and, and I went back there, you know, did some teaching, and uh, God has blessed me tremendously. After back, uh, I went back in 2010, and to now, God has blessed me materialistically, spiritually, looking back. You know, God has had a plan for me. God has, you know, used me to help with the, the church there in Atlanta. Uh, with uh, my, my wife and I are, are helping with the children's ministry. We are, we're leading the children's ministry. And, uh, you know, if God's willing, we'll go back to Vietnam Amen. one day. When the kids are all grown, we are free. We can go back there and do whatever it takes to continue to build God's kingdom there. Thank you for uh, help, for listening this morning. Xin chào tất cả mọi người. Good morning, everybody. Tôi cảm thấy rất là hạnh phúc có mặt ở đây. I feel so blessed to be here. Chồng tôi và tôi, tôi tôi tên là Hồng. My name is Hồng. À, tôi trở thành môn đệ năm 1997. I became a disciple in 1997. À, lúc đó, uh, Ken và Lina học thánh kinh với uh, chúng tôi. At that time, Ken and Lina studied the Bible with us. À, anh Đạt là mời uh, chồng tôi đến uh, và tôi đến Bible Talk. Uh, Dad was the one that invited him to Bible Talk. À, khi mà tôi học thánh kinh á, thì uh, Elizabeth chỉ có 2 tuổi thôi. When I was studying the Bible, Elizabeth was 2 years old. Yeah, lúc đó là chưa có Nicole, Nicole chưa có ra đời. Nicole wasn't even in the, in the picture. <cười> yeah, uh, chúng tôi, uh, uh, tôi muốn nói là tại sao chúng tôi đến đây. I want to tell you why I'm here today. Vì tôi, chúng tôi muốn nói uh, cảm ơn các bạn. I can't look at her. <cười> I just want to say thank you for everybody. Yeah. Uh, hội thánh ở LA đã gửi một sinh thêm đến Việt Nam năm 1994. This is the church that sent the mission team to Vietnam in 1994. Cảm ơn Thank you so much for your faith. Cảm ơn các bạn đã gửi người đến Việt Nam. Thank you so much for sending your people to our country. Yeah, năm 1994 đó là một cái thời điểm rất là khó khăn của đất nước. 1994 was an extremely difficult time in the country in Vietnam. À, những người đến à, đến mission team ở Việt Nam rất là khó khăn. Everybody who came from a mission team had a very rough time as well. À, vậy cái thời điểm đó là không có chúng tôi underground và tới bây giờ vẫn là underground. <laughs> At that time it was underground, but it's still underground today. Yeah. Nhưng mà cái tôi nhớ rất là nhiều, coi chúng tôi có rất là nhiều cái kỷ niệm với nhau. We had so many memories with each other. Uh, ngày đó là uh, chỉ có anh Đạt anh có nhiều tiền thôi. <laughs> At that time, um, <laughs> anh, anh Đạt, anh Đạt anh có nhiều tiền, anh kiếm nhiều oh tiền. Oh my gosh, okay. Dad was the only one who had money. <laughs> I had to double confirm what she said. <laughs> I was like, faith or money? Had a lot yeah. of faith or money? money? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Nhưng mà anh Đạt anh rất là cho tặng. Dad was very giving. Anh cho 2 phần 3 cái số lương của anh để mà có thể giúp đỡ cho hội thánh lúc đó. The church was having such a hard time. He gave two thirds of his earnings to the church. Tôi nhớ thời điểm đó anh Ken chị Lina gặp rất là nhiều khó khăn. And Ken and Lina had a, a rough time too. Yeah, tôi nhớ có thời điểm anh Ken cũng không có tiền luôn. 
Okay. No Can't didn't have any money. <cười> tôi nhớ có một ngày anh Ken nói với tôi là em có 50 nghìn không? About 20, uh, uh, 20 đô la. Uh, at the time he had like... He had like 2 dollars. Oh. Yeah. <cười> em nói, xin lỗi, không. <cười> and, and he's like, no, I don't have 2 dollars. I'm so sorry. <cười> Và anh, anh Ken á, bị ăn trộm á, trộm á, trộm vô nhà lấy 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 đồ á, lấy giày, lấy dép, lấy giày á. Uh, he was very humble. Nhà <cười> 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 mà chúng tôi à, rất là gần gũi và có ước mơ cho hội thánh của Việt Nam. Okay. Uh, I felt so grateful for the church. Yeah. Và chúng tôi có cái uh, và n- n- chúng ta cũng không uh, và tôi biết ơn là anh Đạt và Chenali uh, là người mà uh, raise up uh, là người We were uh, so grateful that Dad and Natalie when they were there they raised us up. Yeah, chúng tôi trở thành người hướng dẫn cho hội thánh Việt Nam. We became church leaders when Năm 2003. They were there to raise us up. Yeah. Và hội thánh trải qua rất là nhiều khó khăn. The church overcame a lot of challenges. Nhưng mà tôi biết ơn thượng đế rất là trung thành, thượng đế rất là chân, uh, giữ lời hứa. God was so faithful through all this. Ngày mai hội thánh Việt Nam có bốn hội thánh. There are four churches in Vietnam right now. Yeah. <cười> uh, tôi thay mặt cho 276 người môn đệ ở Việt Nam. 276 disciples. Muốn nói lời cảm ơn các bạn. Again, thank you so much. Và vì chúng ta là gia đình. We're all family. Cho nên là khi mà chúng tôi có tin tức vui mừng. When we have good news, và hôm nay chúng tôi mang đến cái cái cái, 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 cái vui, vui mừng lớn. We have great good news for you today. Yeah, muốn chia sẻ với các bạn. Just really want to share our hearts with you. Cảm ơn cho những người môn đệ đã đến đây cùng với chúng tôi. Thank you so much for the original mission team members. Chúng tôi muốn nói chúng ta là gia đình. We are truly one family. Yeah, xin cầu nguyện cho chúng tôi và cảm ơn các bạn rất nhiều. Please continue to pray for us. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Good morning, church. I don't know why whenever my wife's sharing a lot of uh, clowns. <laughs> But uh, I want to bring you some uh, good news from Vietnam. So we have four churches, uh, as you see in the, in the slide. And uh, for many years, we worship. We don't have a place to worship. Especially we are under proud church. So I remember the time, many years in the early day, we need to wake up early, like 5.30, to go to worship God, to do the Sunday service before the police wake up. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, I still remember those times, um, they just move the place almost every Sunday. We... Go to the karaoke, 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 to sing the karaoke song and sing the gospel. They do the service. <laughs> and I still remember a lot of time. In the, in the church service, we have another, the, exactly the same. We have singing, welcome, communion, preaching, announcement, then meet the police. <laughs> That means, When we end a service, the police waiting outside. So we don't know how many times we sit down with them until they say, hey, I'm boring to sit down with you. 
And uh, one of the hard things is the disciples, they feel not confident whenever they bring the, the friends to the Bible talk or study Bible with friends. When, when the friends ask, what church do you belong to? So we hardly to answer. So they say, I want to visit your church. Where is it? So it's not easy to answer when you in the underground church. So that's why in the church in Vietnam, we don't invite friends to the church. We build a connection. We build a relationship first. Study Bible, bring them to our house, cook the food, and through the food, we share the gospel. Then it's really hard to be in the underground church for 24 years. So our children grow up, they lose the confidence because they feel that they don't have, they don't, for sure we belong to God's church, we, we belong to Jesus. But telling to the friends, inviting friends, sharing it with the people is not easy. So that's why we longing to have the place to worship. The church in Vietnam, we have commit really, our strength, we, we really commitment. I want to tell you that this is a church, when you come to see, you will love. Everyone commit 100% their life to the church. You know, the, the number of miss, missing the church, like me, attend, missing, attending number, zero. Zero. We commit every service, Sunday and midweek. Because we, we value the relationship. Even we don't have the building, even we don't have the place. We value whatever we meet together. So we really giving and serving. Everyone give tight. More than that, they give, they give special contribution so high. 20 times. They give for the poor every week. They give to every calling. Not of that. They're willing to go mission team. You, you know, can you amaze the church when you're calling someone to go to mission team? 100% people willing to go. Because we saw the example of the, those kinds of people. They come in the original mission team. So we're easy to set up the team to, and send to the mission team. We love each other. Unity together. And we stay really close. We make a decision. We will stay close to each other. Just five minutes. That means when we meet some place, like District 1, so everyone will stay around District 1, five minutes by motorbike. So we want to keep close together. This is make the church really unity and really be a great family together. But also we have a lot of witness. So we are young. Sometimes we need guiding. Yeah, we need a lot of help from outside. So uh, we are in the crowd. Uh, uh, we, we feel like disconnect to the world. So funny, I have many disciples. I, I, when I see many disciples in the world, they say, wow, Vietnam, thank you, nice to meet you. But you know, I come to Cambodia, I come to Thailand, I come to Philippines, and I go back. So many people travel a lot in Southeast Asia, but they, 
they don't have a chance to visit Vietnam. So please come to visit us. We need you. And we need maturing in faith. So we need to talk about deeper Bible teaching, um, applying the Bible knowledge. That's something we need. And we need uh, more connection to other churches. Like last, uh, as we try to travel to get the connection together. But I bring you the good news. After 25 years, maybe some of you here, when the day they send a mission team to Vietnam, but maybe some of you, you don't know where is Vietnam in the map. Maybe some of you just donate, just give the money to support a mission team. But I want to tell you, the money you give, the prayer you give, the love you give, Maybe you, you think like it's really small. But you know, that the seed can make the tree become huge. And today I want to share to you, we will celebrate 25 year anniversary with the church building. With around 270 disciples, we saved the money for 20 years. And now we have enough money to build our old building. So I call the building is the house of light. We cannot say the church building because we're still under crown. But after we have the building, we will register like officially church. And the guarantee, the government guarantee to us that if we register officially, after five years, they will give the license. They will give uh, the church license. So please keep praying for us. So we build the community center. So over there, we, we'll, uh, serve, we serve God. We want to build the underground church, really underground church. We do the basement as a worship hall. And it's really underground. <laughs> So, this is the hall. Um, it can fit 300 disciples over there. Then if the number growing up, we will double the service. So, um, and we have, this, how can I say, the kids' kingdom over there. We build four floor. The kids' kingdom, uh, based on the age. And uh, we have the office. We have the guest house. For what? You know, I remember when I become a disciple, our marriage is terrible. So that Nali though, they, they, uh, our discipler. So whenever we have bum, they invite us to go to their house. Stay there. We cannot run away. <laughs> then, three, stay together overnight. So we can solve the problem. We can have a marriage counseling. So we want to do that for the disciple in Vietnam. And we, we want to do that for the marriage. We want to reach out. So we have uh, one floor for guess how. And we make it very, very nice. And when you come to visit us, we let you stay there. <laughs> for free. But no marriage counseling. Don't worry. <laughs> Then this is for the children. The children, you bring the children, the children can stay over there. 
And maybe some single, when they, they want to do camping over there, they can stay. And this is a sport in the top room, sport field. We do soccer, basketball, um, volleyball. We invite friends. We make the house really shining the light. Maybe you don't think that when you give the money, maybe you think, ah, I don't know where's the money going. I'm telling you, it's work. So to just become self-supporting seven years ago in financial, because we really love the church, everyone coming to give. That's why today we have enough money. We don't loan any money from the bank. We have enough money to build the church. Thank you very much. We love you so much. Thank you. All right, I have uh, two minutes, and uh, it's going to be a great lesson. Uh, yeah, it's great to be here and just to listen to Gokong and Haum and and Dad and and and, uh, and uh, Scott. It just reminds me of just how things were, you know. And just with Scott, uh, we put the team together here in LA, and uh, we forgot that we left Scott off. Scott, sorry about that. So it's great that you went there on your own. And another thing I remember is just how long the services were in Vietnam. And these guys, man, they take their time to worship God. So the church services in Vietnam was like three hours long. And uh, they just preach the word. They share their faith together and they share. And this is great. You know, this weekend is Martin Luther King's uh, weekend. And it is a really great celebration because when you look at the legacy of Martin Luther King, you really think about just what he has done. And it reverberates to us today 50 years later. And I love this passage as we think about what he has done and what the Bible says is are the scourge of our society. Not just in Vietnam, but here as well. The Bible says that a poor man's field produced abundant food, but injustice seeps it away. Okay? It's not God's fault. When you look at the world today, when you look at the wars today, when you look at the famine today, when you look at the prejudice today, it's not God's fault. The Bible says that God gives enough to people, but it's injustice that seeps it away. I'm a product of the Vietnam War. I was born in 1966, just like Scott, my family, and I left. You know, Dad as well. Uh, Dad escaped through a boat, just like Scott, and coming to America seeking really a, a greater home for and a greater life. And yet for these guys to go back is it huge. It's huge. And that's why I left the legacy for the brothers and sisters there to remember that these people gave everything else they had. Everything that, you know, and, and just despite their families pleading with them, what are you doing to go back? I'm serious. And yet, that's the legacy that they left. And these, this is the legacy that's being remembered. Even though, even though in Vietnam right now, because they went through such a tremendous time of war, that everybody in Vietnam right now feels what? They feel entitled. They feel like we've gone through a really tough time. This is our time to make money, to gather things for ourselves, yet to see what God has done through the church in Vietnam and the sacrifices that they made it is truly significant in that way. Amen. That's how significant it is. You know, I, I'm a product of the Vietnam War. You know, this is the U.S. Embassy. P. 
people were storming the embassy in the last days to get out. And my father, if you look at the building behind there, he was inside that building. He was working there. And we left about two days before the fall of Saigon. And I tell you, Lena and I were there. It is, I consider it one of the greatest honors uh, in our lives. I just didn't have a chance to really go there and to build that church in a country where there was so much war, so much famine, so much hardship that we were able to bring light and the gospel to these people. Isn't that awesome? What a gift. And Scott is not far when he says that when we give up what we give up in our lives, God is able to multiply that so much more. So don't be afraid to give. Don't be afraid to, to dream. Concurrently, in that, during that time in the 60s, uh, we also struggle here in America. And the Bible says that our struggle is not of flesh and blood, bullets and land, but it really is about the heart, is the spiritual forces. How do we look at each other? How do we, how do we consider one another as a fellow human being? Not just on the outside. We look at our congregation today as extremely diverse and ethnically incredible. You know, people come in here and they're just blown away. But what's on the inside is what God looks at. And I love this, this next picture here. You know, during the protest, this man simply stated, I'm a person. I'm a person. And that's the struggle that still reverberates today. If you look at the news this past week, you know, an Indian chief in Washington, he was protesting, and these kids from a Catholic school, from, from, a, from a Christian school, comes by and mock these people. Kids, you know, putting on blackface, and you know, it still goes on today. And I love this next passage here. It says, all people dream. All people dream. But not all people dream equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake up in the day to find it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous people. For they may act their dreams with open eyes to make it possible. What kind of dreamers are we? And certainly we're roused up by, by the rhetoric and the great sermons of Dr. King, but what are we doing about it today? What are we doing about it today? And it is as simple as a little thing that we do for our neighbors. It doesn't have, we don't have to run for Congress. We don't have to run for the Senate. You know, it's just a little thing that we can do, as we see. And this is T.S. Lawrence. But for you country folks out there, I'm going to quote Johnny Cash. (laughs) And this is a mockery, really, of Christianity in some ways. Christianity started off with people that were part of their community, people that really helped out, even during the plague in the Roman times. It, were, it was the Christians who stayed behind, and all the people that had no hope that this life was it, they ran away from the city, but it was the Christians who knew that they had a better life beyond this life, and yet they did not, not, did not neglect this life, and they stayed behind to help those inflicted with the plague, to, to handle the, the, the dirtiness of disease. But somewhere along the line, we've gone away from that. And Christianity has become, like Kinsey said, a selfish religion for, for a lot of people. I'm saved. It's an insurance policy. I got it. So I'm just preparing my way to go back to heaven. That's it. And Johnny Cash picked up on it, and I think he picked it up from somebody else too. He says, come here, good brothers. Come here, one and all. Don't brag about standing or you'll surely fall. 
You're shining your light, yes, and shine if you should. You're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. You're so heavenly minded. You know, we're, we're thinking about ourselves, where we're going, what we have, and our problems. We're no good to society anymore. And this is really deep in a sense that we, if we really are, this is a paradox, if we really are heavenly minded, we're actually heavenly good, earthly good as well. So the world picks up on that. And yet as we celebrate Martin Luther King's weekend, let's really embody not just the holiday and you know all the little things we do, which is great, but let's embody the spirit of the dreamers of the day. Amen. That we are dreamers of the day as disciples of Jesus Christ, as he was. You know, keep the dream alive. I have two simple points today. Keep the dream alive that lives in each one of us. And point number one is this. It starts with me. It starts with me. It says our lives begin the day, our, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. This is a summation of a sermon that he gave. We die. Basically, he's, I'm paraphrasing, he says we die when we don't care anymore. We're dead. Even though we're walking around, we have air in our lungs, but spiritually we're dead because we don't care anymore. And the things that we care about really only matters to ourselves. And Dr. King knew that, and he says, listen, hey, look, I, I know the risk. And he was, he was assassinated for it, as we all know. Right? There's a cost. Good dreams, great dreams come at a cost. It comes with great sacrifice, and it begins with ourselves. He says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. In our society today, you know, mindfulness is a big thing, and it is a good thing. An unexamined life is not worth living. Right? But we cannot stop from just examining things and understanding them the Bible teaches us to take it a step further than that. It says, take captive of every thought and do what? Make it obedient to Christ. Shape it into the thinking and the ethos of God. Two weeks ago, we looked at the, the Beatitudes. And when Jesus gathered his movement together, that was the first thing that he taught. He says, listen, before anything else, you want to be part of my movement? This is the heart that you need. This is the heart that you need before anything else. Before we even take one step into the next city, the next town, the next village, this is what we are. Take captive of every thought and make it obedient to Christ. It's great that we take captive of thoughts, but what do we do with it? We make it obedient to Christ. I love this passage here. It says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is your power to act, do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you, when you already have it with you today. Dr. King says, it is good every day to do good. It is right all the time to do what is right. It's little things, right? It's your neighbor. It's the little things that we see. It's the little thing that we notice 
Are we proactive? Are we faithful? Are we really the dreamers of today? Point number two. It starts with us as well. It's collectively powerful. What can one person do a lot? But what can a whole group of people that shares the same unity with God, with each other, do? Amazing things. Amazing things. I, I, I'm blown away. 226 disciples raised a million, not Vietnamese dome, a million dollars to buy a building. That, that's mind-blowing to me. I mean, do the math. I mean, I, I, mean, I just don't know how they do it. Who, who did you kill for that? I mean, I mean, well, what did you do? Why are you underground? I mean, it's like, you're underground for a reason. What, what did you do? What illegal activities have you done, Gokong? Uh, you know, you and your wife there, what are you smuggling? You know? It starts with us. Dr. King says this is, yes, I see the church as the body of Christ. But oh, how we have blemished and scarred the body through social neglect and through the fear of being nonconformist. We're afraid. It's fear. We don't want to step out. You know, we want to have our little Christianity. Kind of a little bit, you know, it's good for me. Kind of go through week by week and we see how many days we waste. And Dr. King knew, he says, man, we're just afraid to being nonconformist or to be labeled as nonconformist. And yet, this is what Scripture says. You know, Dr. King, Muhammad Gandhi, they're very similar in many ways. They were pacifists. And you know what Gandhi says? Gandhi says, I didn't invent pacifism. I didn't invent truth. I just try to apply those things in the biggest experiment I can. So when Dr. King wrote these things and spoke of these words, he spoke of a, of a truth. That's been long present since the beginning of mankind, since the creation of the earth itself. He says, therefore I urge you, and scripture tells us, right, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. See, this is a gathering. This is ecclesia. But the koinonia, the, the fellowship, the worship is every day. It's in everything that we do. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, it's, it's, it's a participatory thing. It's, it's Christianity. It's a, it's a, it's a contact sport. It's, it's it's not just sitting there. We we gotta we gotta do this to figure out what God is trying to really say to us, right? It's the dreamers of the day that God calls us to. And as, and as and as we close on out, I love this passage here. It says, "Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, sometimes it's not. It's out of our control." But if it is possible, as far as it depends on you and I, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written. It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. I love this passage here because it sets up boundaries on what we can do and what we can't do, and don't worry about it. We're not here to solve every single problem in the world. That is God's hand, and he will do it. 
We don't have to worry about that. All the injustice. Don't worry about it. Do what you can. Do what's in front of us. God says, it is mine to avenge, and I will repay. Isn't that cool? Do not overcome by evil, but brothers and sisters, as we celebrate this day, this weekend, let's honor the memory of a Dr. King who was willing to lay down his life, overcome evil with good. Have a great week. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.